This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Foreigner on Rock 102. A uh, mix of sun and clouds today with the chance of a shower or a thunderstorm and a high of 83. Tomorrow, not so nice. Cloudy rain, 74 for a high. 61 now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we're going to have some more Franklin County uh, fair passes to give away today. Get the hell at two days in a row? Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> Man. It's... it's we're almost making it sound like they're easy to get, and you know that's not true. No way, man. No, these are like gold. Mm. So make sure you're listening for your chance to win later on this morning. Right there. That's it. If the, if we bring you nothing else, and likely we won't, uh, at least you're going to get a chance for Franklin County Fair tickets. A four-pack. A four-pack. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. something of real value right there. Sure. So make sure you are uh, listening for your chance to win. It's 535 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Not a bad day today, uh, but tonight's not going to be very nice. And uh, tomorrow may not be that great. Sun and clouds today. The chance of a shower or a thunderstorm and a high of 83. And then uh, overnight rain tomorrow. Cloudy with rain, a high of 74. Because, you know, we don't want to go more than three, four, five days tops without rain. It's 61 now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nagler Rock? What do do? Here's an interesting uh, little tidbit. You like tidbits, don't you? I I like bits more than tids. The uh, being a member of the Jackass community comes with some serious medical bills. Since their debut in 2000, the estimated total cost of injuries of the main cast is a little over 24 million dollars. But closer to $38 million if you include all the crew and the lesser cast members. Nova Legal Funding compiled a, an injury-rich list of the main cast. Here's how much they racked up in medical bills. Johnny Knoxville, $8,663,000. But worth every penny, though. And Steve-O, $5,820,000. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, impressive? Yeah. It's, it's a little sad. Well, well, the show's name is Jackass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it pretty much tells you everything you need to know. But the fact that they've put themselves in these positions for your entertainment, I think, shows the heroic nature of these of these performers. The uh, most costly injuries were Aaron's. I don't know how you say that guy's name. That was uh, Aaron McGilly. McGilly. Uh, whatever. Okay. It's Two point seven million dollars for a one a three time broken neck. And Three times he broke his neck. Yeah, and Johnny's brain hemorrhage uh, was $2.5 million. I would really only need one broken neck to say, hey, maybe I should look to do safer work. And the least amount was Steve O's fractured skull for $1.75 ah, million. That's nothing. That sounds pretty damn good. Am I getting static on this again? You are. Yeah, you are, kind of. Uh, Monica Lewinsky never received an apology from Bill Clinton, but she says she doesn't need one anymore. She still thinks she he would want to. He should want to apologize the same way she would quote to people my actions have hurt. Well, I got to tell you, I'm taping the uh, I'm taping the show. Last night was the first episode, and I am reading. Okay, I'm done. All right. Okay. Very good. Uh, Joe Rogan doesn't like people saying he took uh, quote horse dewormer for COVID. He says quote I literally got it from a doctor. 
It's an American company. They won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for use in human beings. It also makes his uh, breath nice and minty, too. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Very minty. You have all the things in the world to take after uh, coming down with COVID. What makes you think, hey, you know, about what if this horse dewormer might, uh, might just do the trick? Well, it's for two different things. And no, but its primary function is to remove worms from horses. Right. One's a parasite and the other one's a virus. Not so unlike Joe Rogan himself. Oh, I see how you did that one. I turned it all around. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Someone ranked the Marvel Cinematic Universe sidekicks from best to worst. The best is War Machine in the Avenger movies, and the worst is Everett K. Ross from Black Panther. Is it wrong to say I don't know any of those people? No, it's not wrong. I just felt I had the need to uh, pass that information along because there are a lot of people out there that do care about it. No, I I realize there's a lot of, you know, wackos and shut-ins who are screaming at the radio because they don't uh, they don't agree with those uh, agree with that list i just don't know who they are uh steve burns the og host of blues clues made a video clip for his grown-up fans he addressed his exit in 2002 and said quote i guess i just wanted to say that after all these years i never forgot you ever kind of like steve burns you know he got bald did you know that yeah bald yeah He's I, a little too old to be playing with a well animated I mean, dog. Well, what's the, how old was he when he when that happened? Seventy one years old. No, I don't think so. I don't think All so. Right, prematurely bald. I think he went bald by the time he was thirty. Because he was a young looking adult, it was okay to have him as the host. But then once you start balding, then all of a sudden you're no longer. Uh... It's a credibility thing with the kids, Steve. I'm not the one here sitting oh, and seems... making judgments. I'm just. Uh, it, that seems like a huge judgment. Not on my part. He was the one that left because he couldn't hide the baldness anymore. I guess. Uh, the 1996 BMW Tupac Shakur was fatally shot and is for sale with an asking price of $1.7 million. Are the bullet holes still included? Slightly used. That's what it should say. Sure, uh, those bullet holes will buff right out. Or Florida car. Right. You know, right, right. right. Like, so, something to... Something to get you to buy it. Yesterday was the 25th anniversary of Tupac's murder. Uh, It has been restored to its original condition, so no bloodstains or bullet holes. See, that's that's half the collectability right there. Well, you just ruined the the item. Most people would want that car with the bullet holes in it. If you took the Leaning Tower of Pisa and uh, set it upright, it'd just be another tower. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. Sometimes the damage is what makes it special. Just like the car. Yeah, right. It's it's the uh, the inside. It's like having John Voight's car. The, the act- actor? No, the periodontist. <laughs> See? I hey. See what you did. Uh Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains and uh, Ki- uh Kim Thale from Soundgarden are leading a Sounds of Seattle rock camp. It'll take place in Los Angeles from February 17th through the 20th. A rock camp? But it wasn't a rock. It was a rock rock lobster. lobster. Uh, Yeah, it'll be led by Jerry Cantrell and uh, 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 Kim Thale with a special appearance by Dave Crusen, the original drummer of Pearl Jam. Kim said, quote, I am super excited about the opportunity to connect and re-engage uh, with fellow musicians and fans at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Bring your favorite axe and let's jam at Rock Camp. By axe, they mean guitar. Don't actually bring an axe or a hatchet. 
Well, after watching those uh, that Woodstock 99 documentary, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did bring an axe Maybe. to a show. Participants will get to attend uh, classes taught by rock camp counselors like Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. You can participate in jam sessions and even perform at the Viper Room and Whiskey A Go-Go. Perkins can play, though. That dude was awesome. Well, yeah, but uh, how interesting is it for him? You know, sometimes these guys, they're so far removed from their heyday that any time they get an actual additional hay, they're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that again. Maybe people remember me. Maybe people remember that, that those couple of albums we did that made us famous and rich. Yeah, but to sit there all day and uh, work with a bunch of people who may or may not have any musical talent, yeah. and you're sitting there having to deal with that? That's that's how these dudes, dudes make their money when they're not recording. That's crazy. I know, but that's how they do it. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Mm. <laughs> that and who Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock at 611 and Brian Adams on Rock 102. Uh nice and sunny today I guess and uh high of about 83. It's uh I don't know what it is. I have nothing. I have nothing I need, so I don't know what it is. Uh, well, let's see. What do I got here? It says uh, sixty. Okay, sixty degrees right now. All right. Uh, Franklin County Fair. It's uh, coming up this weekend, and we have uh, a four pack of tickets to give away a little bit later on this morning. So if you are on the phone waiting for it to happen, uh, take uh, take some time. I'm not doing it right now. It'll chill be out. later. Yeah, just chill out. Just chill out. Uh, which is what I'm trying to do right now. To chill out. Yes. Yes, we uh, we have had technical difficulties, not unlike technical difficulties we had a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we we decided uh, to instead then move me into Steve's room out of the studio that I've been working out of, uh, which is where all of my show prep is. I mean, my my computer is down there, my show prep is down there. Uh, I got one piece of paper here, and then that's it. You couldn't uh, bring the computer with you? No, I can't bring the computer with me. Is it uh, bolted to the floor? It's, it, uh, uh, there's a lot of wires and boxes and things like that. I see. So and, you're, uh, not, you're not dealing with like a laptop? No. Oh, I no, see. no, no, no. It's a, it's a full-size uh, desktop. Gotcha. Um, and it's not a full-size desk in here. I don't, know, I don't know how Steve can do this. Steve's got it all figured out. It's a whole system. Well, they didn't give him much to work with. They haven't given any of us much to work with. They just figured it out uh, how years do, ago. How do you do this, Steve? Huh? Huh? Oh, I thought you were listening to the show. Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, I can't hear you, first of all. What do you want to know? I can't hear What do you want to know? What do you want to know? How do you work in here? Huh? How do you work in here? Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening to you. All right. How do you work in here? Uh, it's easy. I don't have to be in the same room as you. They give you a... Uh, this isn't even eight inches. Of of desk space here. Oh, there's eight inches there. Already. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, <laughs> measured, he's measured the hard way. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a it's like a it's like a cup 
sized counter here that you have. It's a workstation. No, it's not it's, really an office. Well, it's, it was not meant to be a uh, an air studio in there. Yeah, I we know put, that. We only I mean, put a microphone in there because of COVID. Yeah, but I mean, even still, when he was producing the show, and he's and and usually he's facing in this direction. He's this this little tiny shelf here, which, by the way, was disgustingly cluttered. I had to I had to come in here and immediately rearrange everything. But it, but he had his uh, that, that's stu- my stuff. That's his stuff arranged like the way he liked. Your it. Desk. I, I understand that, but if I'm going to use it, then I need to adjust it to my needs. Why do you have to be in control of Steve's space? You're borrowing because that it's space. my space while I'm in here, and then when he comes back in here, if God willing, this issue is uh, fixed, and I think it will be, uh, then he can return it to the. To the uh, S-hole that it was. This, this would be like uh, signing up for an Airbnb and deciding amongst yourself it's time to rearrange the furniture. Which it's not I your have place, done. But that's not your job to do. Well. They, they have it to set up the way they want it. And uh, is, are you putting all your furniture back when you leave an Airbnb? Uh well, the one time I did, I ended up scratching the floor and then having to pay for the repair. See that you shouldn't have moved so, things in the first yeah, place. Yeah. That didn't. Uh, that didn't pay help. for that scratch on that desk. <laughs> There's no. That's not. That's not a scratch. I believe that's a food stain. Listen, there have been a couple of times when I've had to go into Steve's uh, room to uh, prepare, like the podcast for every example. day. Well, mostly every day when I'm gone. Yeah, every day you're gone. I'm in there. I'm preparing the podcast, and every morning I go in there and I start recording the show. Okay, mm. I don't move anything. Well, not my. It's not. It's not my space to disrupt. Because what you're doing. Is uh, is working on the computers, being on the air here. Th- th- I don't need to use these. The computers are to the. It's hard to describe for listeners. The computers are to the right, which is a much wider and longer, <laughs> deeper countertop. Right. Uh, the microphone I have uh, moved to the point where I'm facing you guys. This is where the smaller, uh, narrower. Uh, not as deep counter is. So if I needed to use just the computers, like for recording the show or putting a podcast together, simple. I would just turn myself uh, to the right and completely not have to worry about interacting with anybody. Huh. These computers are, are are unfortunately also just stuffed together on this countertop. I, I, I commend Steve for mm. being able to get any work done in here. But you're willing to disrupt all of his stuff. Well, I have to. It's, it's my place to work now for the next few hours. <laughs> you have commandeered uh, Steve's and I want space. Everything put back the way it was. Oh, believe, Steve, believe me, I did you a favor. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah. I, I, there it's were, my there workspace. Were, I don't know why you have to there ruin were the whole empty thing. Bottles and garbage what on, are you on talking the countertops. About? <laughs> Look at the garbage. Look at the garbage. You that was see. stuff from yesterday. Well, it's still not yet. The, today's the, the, not yesterday. The people didn't come and take the garbage out. Uh, well, it's they not my fault. They don't usually take garbage off of off of countertops. Uh. You see, what Steve has there, and I've uh, I've come to know this is that this is what makes him comfortable. This is what makes him productive to mm-hmm. have things put. In his way, Steve. Am I am I off on this? That's how uh, that's how you can tell somebody's very creative by a messy desk. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Empty wow. desk, empty mind. Why do you cluttered think that space, last guy cluttered that, mind. Why do you think that last guy that worked here didn't have anything on his desk? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, 
You know, look, it, it, it's uh, here's the deal. First of all, this room is filled with Steve's uh, breathing since he's been here this morning. The whole idea of putting me in a studio by myself was supposed to be because of COVID-like issues, COVID issues. Uh, moving up into this room is something I probably shouldn't have even done anyway. But uh, but you prefer to be in a room that is inoperable? Uh, if I have to be, then that's the way it has to be. I mean, again, we're under very unusual circumstances here. Yeah. You know, I'm I was perfectly fine at home. Until somebody decided I had to be back here, you know. This is this is, <sighs> and this computer is loaded with viruses. So good luck getting the news this morning. <laughs> Which computer, mine or this yours? This one right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't used that since virus. a year and a half ago. What's what's on it? I don't know. It said 116 different instances of viruses, and I can't open the Internet Explorer. Oh well, there were 112 when I left. And now there's uh, 25 minutes of updates going in there. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, news is neither here nor there either. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? It, it... Listen, different difficult times call you, know, you call for all of us to uh, improvise. Yes. this is one of those situations where we all have to just take a breath, try to get through it. Mm-hmm. You'll put everything everything back the way Steve had it in the kind of. Uh, you, you know, organized clutter that he had. I would have had to have taken photos because I don't know where everything. Well, was you really should have mapped out everything yeah. because that's. I mean, that's 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 Steve's stuff. He doesn't go up to your office and start messing around with the the things in your drawers. Well, I wouldn't know if he did because I really haven't been through those drawers since I've been back. So you barely um, were through those drawers when you were here every day. If they left things the way it was, everything was fine. It's 619 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. If you vape or lobsterfed.com. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Just finishing up some nasty texts. All right. So, anywho. Anywho. Um, uh, Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. This Sunday, the Patriots open up their season against the Miami Dolphins. The live Country Hyundai pregame show begins at 1.30. Kickoff scheduled for 425. Join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here beginning this weekend here on Rock 102. So I'm uh, looking at my calendar because they usually have every holiday written on these uh, Apple iPhone calendars. And I'm very ignorant of the uh, Jewish holidays. Which one? What are we in right now? There's something going on. Uh, Is this uh, Rosh Hashanah? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yes, it uh, began Monday. It ends uh, today. Is this nightfall. a is this a male based uh, holiday? What do you mean ma- male based? I'm I'm driving home yesterday. I'm going down Converse Street, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of the Jewish community uh, walking to uh, to synagogue. But I notice that uh, in one instance, it's a man. Walking with uh, four children, right, and one more in a stroller, and there's no, there's no mothers, there's no wives, and and two other times I saw men walking together, uh, unaccompanied, and I didn't see any any adult females, and I and I don't know whether or not they go separately, or well, I I don't know uh, you know all the uh, you know all the ins and outs of Rosh Hashanah. I, I mm. never had to celebrate it. Uh, mostly because I'm not Jewish, but I believe that the the women are doing 
their own stuff too. I mean, it's not just about the men, but you know they're busy uh, doing other things. I mean, it's a celebration after all. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and usually when you celebrate, it's you celebrate with your spouse or your significant other. Uh, y- yes, but uh, again, I don't know the rules uh, of yeah. uh, of the. Uh, of the most uh, of Rosh Hashanah, I couldn't tell you what they what uh, what happens. Yeah, it's not it, it's, yeah. I, it's not it's not my colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and we don't get it off. No, we don't. But I suppose if you had negotiated that uh, you need these two days to celebrate the Jewish New Year, then uh, you should have done it is? that. It's New Year's. It's the Jewish New Year. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. All right. Well. If I believe uh, this is the year uh, fifty-seven eighty-two, according to the uh, the Jewish calendar. Damn. Yep. By the way, you know, the perfect timing as I was sitting down in that in, in in the room I'm supposed to be in because I can't be where I was originally, which was fine. Um I had just gotten four free hours of cookie jam. Perfect. The timing could not have been better. Yeah, that's gonna take you all the way up to like ten thirty. I so. know. Yeah. It, well, I got it probably around six. All so, right, takes you right up to 10, I right know. to the end of the show. Exactly. Perfect. And, and, well, now I can't. Now I'm sitting in this other room, so let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Wedding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious springfield's classic rock so recently right right recently my girlfriend asked me if i was having sex behind her back really yes and i replied of course who did you think that was (laughs) 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 because obviously there's something going on and she didn't uh, know look back (laughs) 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 booyah and uh, this one over here uh, has updates. It says 0% complete. Configuring update for Windows 10, 0% complete. Do not turn off your computer. Well, I can't because it's nowhere in my reach anyway. <laughs> you want this room back? Why? Are you going to leave now because yeah. you're not comfortable with no. your special accommodations? Actually, you know what, Steve? Part of the reason I might go is just because of the nature of the feel around here right now. Oh, I'm sorry I offended you. It's not about you. Mm. Tuesday marked the beginning of black bear hunting season in Massachusetts. Bear uh, hunting season is split into three parts. The first beginning the day after Labor Day. You either need a bear permit or a hunting license to take part. That's the one that's too cold. So now you can hunt with a rifle, handgun, muzzleloader, or bow and arrow. What's the uh, the second one? What? Uh, you said there's three parts, right? Uh, I think it happens again later in the season. And that one's just too hot. Uh, and then uh, the last one. And that one's just right. Just right. I gotcha. Yeah. Very Goldilocks way of doing things. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cannabis establishments will not be allowed to operate in Enfield following the passage of a prohibitive ordinance Tuesday night by the town council. In a party line vote, six council Republicans voted in favor of a resolution banning all types of cannabis establishments, while three Democrats voted against the measure. Republicans Joe Bosco and uh, Donna Swizak were not present. In accordance with the ordinance, all cannabis establishments, producers, dispensary facilities, cultivators, microcultivators, retailers, hybrid retailers, food and beverage manufacturers, product packagers, delivery service or transporters, and any other types of licensed cannabis-related businesses or the conducting of any such activity for commercial purposes by for whichever name is used 
are and shall be prohibited within the town of Enfield. But you can't buy Benoit balls and dildos at bookends. Well, you can still have somebody shooting up on the corner at the traffic light. I'm trying to, uh, my only computer right now is my phone, and I'm trying to find on the Hartford Current. I can't believe Enfield is doing this. Or not uh, doing this. Yeah. Why, why are they, they're like Longmeadow. I, <laughs> well, is this one of those uh, things where, like, uh, you know, they just don't want it in their town? I have, Apparently. And, and, I, and I, first of all, you know, it's not, it's not Longmeadow. It's not even Suffield. Or Summers, which are which are much uh, nicer communities than Enfield. Prior to the meeting, a public hearing on the matter attracted 30 speakers, of which 22 were against the prohibition. The hearing lasted an hour and 40 minutes, with many speakers criticizing the proposal to ban a marijuana dispensary in the same town where at least 15 liquor stores operate. Mm-hmm. Many spoke of the dangers of alcohol far outweighing the consequences of marijuana. Marge Perry, whose sister Mary Lou uh, Storm uh, or Strom was mayor of Enfield for many years, said alcohol kills babies, cigarettes killed my sister. A number of speakers called the councillors to put the issue to the voters at referendum. Only leadership with courage would say, let's look at this a little more and put it to a referendum, Jeffrey Scott said. And look, I understand that, you know, there are rules that uh, create quorums and, and, and allow towns to make votes among their government based on a certain number of people being present. And I don't know what uh, Joe Bosco or the other person you mentioned who was not present what their opinions were. What was the vote? Six to three. Six to three. Uh, all right, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, even if those two were there and they were in favor of it, it would have still been six to five. But um, I don't well, know. Counselor uh, Charlotte Riley, which I believe was uh, Mrs. Garrett on the Facts of Life. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's uh, Charlotte Ray. Yeah, either way. Acceptance of recreational marijuana in our town is unacceptable to our children. Uh, the main worry is edibles and packaging designed to appeal to children. Oh my God, Steve! See if you can get one of these idiots yeah, on the phone. Very, very much like the edible panties at bookends. Yeah. What do you? Do they have edible panties down there? I believe so. I, yeah, yeah. You're looking for a snack. Why have I and not the, been the, there least recently? And let's say uh, like the McDonald's is closed. Well, where are you going to go for a snack? Well, bookends, I believe, is open late at night. You know, it, it is basically not, a fruit roll-up that you wear in your pants. It's a, it's not a bad point. Uh, the idea that that they've got, first of all, bookends. Then they've got that other store, Vibrations, which was basically uh, back in the day a head shop, and these buildings are designed so that nothing can be seen from the outside. Nobody knows what's happening in there unless you know what's happening in there. And, and children walking by are not being, uh, their minds are not being polluted by the idea that there's a sex shop in there. No, but they're probably going, what's going on in there? Well, they and might they, and be. If, and then they have, these parents have to explain to them what the hell's going on in there. What does parking in rear mean, Mom? I, I'm just, I'm disgusted by that town right now. That was, uh, remember the lady in West Springfield who was, she was a counselor and she was driving down Riverdale Street and saw the adult world? Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to explain this to my grandson? Well, you don't. You well, just don't keep know. driving. How do you explain Hooters or Longhorn, if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? 
Longhorn or dicks. Well, yeah, you got, yeah, a, right, you got right. a good point, but uh, I don't think Longhorn or Longhorn or dicks are selling exactly what they're selling at those other places. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really, I'm amazed that Enfield is this ignorant. Well, you know what? Uh, serves them right. If they're going to wind up forcing the people of Enfield to go to other towns to buy their cannabis, mm-hmm. then they're going to miss out on that tax revenue. Yep. And and there you go. So if they don't want it, then then fine, fine. I'll go somewhere else. Massachusetts trial court officials have scheduled a virtual town hall meeting Wednesday morning for employees of the Roderick L. Ireland Courthouse more than a week after an emergency shutdown over mold and air quality concerns. The trial court has tentatively set a Thursday reopening date after days of mold remediation and environmental analysis at the 55-year-old building, which has been plagued for years by suspected environmental hazards. However, a mutiny may be afoot as members of the Hamden Bar Association and leaders of the courthouse departments want to wait until they see scientific proof the building is safe for employees and the public. Mutiny may be afoot. There's, oh. I, I, I hope, I really do hope that they do it. That, an, they, that they refuse to come back. Like an actual mutiny. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Kane mutiny with uh, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. If, if, if you're not, <laughs> this is ironic I'm bringing this up, if you're not being put into a safe environment where you don't have to worry about the air or the surfaces or whatever it is you're working around, leave. Walk out. And that's what they basically did. And and just because the trial court, if you see that, and I'm trying to find the article again, because um, there are, as you said, there are demands that the people who work in the courthouse are saying must be met. Before they will come back. In fact, it's uh, Judge Weiner who who wrote the uh, the letter of what they want in order to come back. You know the the remarkable thing about this is is if you do mold remediation, you don't remove the parts of the building that are the source of the mold. Like for example, if you just put uh, say uh, like kills uh, primer on it. You know the the stuff that kills you know mold. It's a temporary fix. If you don't get rid of the whole building now, all that mold that you're spending all that money to remove now is just going to wind up coming back. And 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 that's been the problem for years. These are not new problems. And just telling the employees that you did it. Well, look, we brought in a company here, and they did well, it. And that's the that's what's been been done for years, right? Is that they've been saying, "Oh no, we fixed that problem." Yeah. Well, and and the rumor I heard was that uh, people would complain that there was mold on the vents every Monday morning, mm-hmm. and then somebody would come by and wipe those vents off and go, "What are you talking about? There's no mold here." Well, and, and then, that's why. Ed, uh, go ahead. No, and then eventually they painted the vents black so you couldn't see mm-hmm. the mold on it. <laughs> Well, this is why Judge Weiner is saying the actual results and location of what was found concerning any testing that was conducted of air surfaces or otherwise. This is what she wants. This is what she says that the trial court should provide the court employees before they just come back. We want the actual results and locations of what was found concerning any testing of the air surfaces or otherwise. We want copies of all proposals from all contractors concerning any recent remediation or emergency work, whether or not those proposals were accepted. We want the actual results. We want the locations and the methodology for the intermittent final air quality surface and other safety testing. And we want proof 
that the water source and other factors contributing to the growth of the mole mold have at least been temporarily addressed. Don't just tell us it's done and expect us to come back to work. So I understand all that stuff when it comes to like the class action lawsuit that Cheryl Coakley Rivera you know, filed uh, early last week. Mm-hmm. I can totally understand all that stuff. But even with it, even with all that information, with a uh, lawsuit and, and with proof that the building is beyond repair, you need a new building. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact that, you know, here we are, you've had, you know, the, the DA take his people out. You've had uh, you know, judges begging to, to, be, to be moved yeah. uh, out of that building. The fact that you haven't heard any real conversation from the trial court as far as getting this done suggests to me that they really don't have much of a stomach to replace this building. Well, you will hear from them because they have... Uh, scheduled this morning for the employees a town a virtual town hall meeting in which they apparently will make all the employees aware of all of this fi- the fixes that have been done since they closed the place but down a week ago but that's exactly my point yeah because what they're what they're, that does is it's saying yeah we're just gonna fix it we're just gonna keep this building we're put as a it is on it. absolutely yeah. as opposed to do what the right thing to do is and that is to knock it down and build another building that's safe for people to work in imagine working like that you know this building's got its issues but uh, it ain't like it ain't like what we're dealing with at the, at the courthouse no one has come down with ALS no one has come down with MS. It, I mean, we got we got uh, our issues in this in this facility. Yeah, but how long did it take at the courthouse for those effects to start affecting those employees? No, I versus, get it. Uh, I, I, know, I, because this has been going on for almost ten years now. I know, but I'm just saying that you know they have an opportunity to do the right thing, and it sounds like what they're going to do is they're going to step aside and you know give it another pass and not do the right thing. You mean here, here or there? There. Oh, oh okay. There. There. Uh, overdue fines are now a thing of the past at Chicopee's public library. What? Really? Well, good, because I got an old copy of A, trop- from, uh, a Tropic of Cancer from 1973. The library's board of trustees announced Tuesday that the city libraries will no longer charge overdue fines on most of its library materials, and previous overdue fines on Chicopee-owned items are forgiven. However, replacement costs will still be charged for lost or damaged items, and fines will still be charged for overdue materials from other libraries, as well as specialty Chicopee items like museum passes, webcams, iPads, and Wi-Fi hotspots. Well, the, uh, the sub-headline on Mass Live says, you know, eliminating overdue fines has been a trend for several years, and the overwhelming majority of Western Mass libraries already do this. I mean, I don't think libraries were really making a ton of money off of overdue fines no but it was more of about an accountability thing if you didn't bring this back then you should pay some sort of penalty for it yeah but if you didn't what were they going to do throw you in jail well the uh, libraries may not be very mean very much to you but they mean an awful lot to me a whole hell of a lot yeah go in there and read a newspaper on a stick to save a quarter uh, three women in Illinois stole a bunch of uh, clothes from a sporting goods store on Saturday. They grabbed as many sweatsuits as they could carry and ran to the parking lot where their car was. But the last one to the car had a few issues. The first two women... She was a rotten egg. She was. 
The first two women jumped in the front seats and started the car, but the third lady couldn't get in because the back door was locked. Oh, jeez. Some guy who got it on video thinks they panicked and put the car in drive, so the door is auto-locked. That's why she couldn't get in. As all that was happening, a police car pulled up, so the two women in the car floored it and left the third shoplifter behind. It was so... I watched this video, and you can watch the lady running away from... From the uh, from the police officer, because first at first she's like, "Yeah, what the hell? Why are you leaving me in the back?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh s!" And you can see a cop running after her as she runs down the parking lot. And then a few seconds later, she's being brought back. Wait, wait did she run away with the uh, the tracksuit still in her, her arms, or she just dropped? She dropped. Run? She had dropped yeah. them at, yeah. at, at the point where, like, you know, you don't need all that nylon to slow you down. And it was a it was a bunch of really night nice, like they must have just went in and grabbed the entire rack and right. walked out the place with it. Did you? And by, speaking of which, did you see the the thing at Lowe's? I don't know where that was. What happened? These two guys are just walking right out of Lowe's with all of this like high end uh, high or high uh, cost electrical equipment like wire and things like that. Sure. And uh, they can't do anything about it. These guys are just walking out the store. And this other guy's just following him with a camera going, you, know, you got like uh, probably $3,000 worth of stuff right there. And they just, they just walked right out. They just walked right out of the store. And there was not a thing anybody could do about it. Well, uh, you know, you've got X number of employees now. And obviously, it's not full staff usually. And um, really, again, most employees who go after shoplifters are going to get fired if they don't get injured and uh, the company policy usually is we don't we don't chase them i mean you'd like to think they wouldn't they'd somehow stop them at the door before they got out but this is a lot of places are doing this now a lot of people are doing this now they just walk into a place grab a carriage fill it up and walk out yeah, it's uh, and and uh, because it's so easy to do. And yeah. this is why these places like Walgreens out in San Francisco are closing at like five in the afternoon because they don't have enough staff to keep tabs on the people mm-hmm. that are coming in and stealing things. Yeah, or they or they or they start locking up almost all their products in in cases with locks on them. That's when you know you're in a good neighborhood when like Axe body spray is under lock and <laughs> yeah, key. Yeah. Well, you ever see, have you seen the street value of that stuff? <laughs> yes, and it's actually less than they sell at the stores because <laughs> nobody wants to smell like yeah, that. Nobody wa- and nobody wants to pay $6 for a can. Yeah. It's high end. Would you like to smell like shame? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> and douchiness? Hmm? Do you like those two smells, shame and douchiness? Have a bottle of Axe. How they were able to combine both those smells into just one jar. Uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sun and clouds, chance of a shower or a thunderstorm uh, this afternoon, high of 83. Tomorrow, cloudy with rain and a high of 74. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 653. And Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today, a high of uh, 83, the chance of a shower or thunderstorm in the afternoon, and then uh, rain tonight and tomorrow. Uh, it is 61 in downtown Springfield. You know, you ever miss a uh, Bax and O'Brien show, and there are plenty of reasons to do that, uh, but you want to catch up on what the what you may have missed. 
Go and check out a Baxnell Bryan podcast. They're available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly from BaxnellBryan.com. Baxnell's musical podcast this week, my guest Dave Wakeling from the English Beat, one of the great uh, ska bands of the UK in the early 80s. Uh, that's also available on BaxnellBryan.com. You know, I realize that uh, every issue has two sides, and most of the time the both sides completely believe that they're right. But there, there are, and I realize I'm also feeding into this by just saying this. There's, there's times where you just look at the other side and you say to yourself, "What are you thinking? How can you honestly believe the words that are coming out of your mouth?" First of all, we all know about the new abortion law in Texas, right? Right. That they passed last week. And so yesterday, the governor Greg Abbott is doing a, a, a press conference. And one of the reporters, this new law in Texas does not make an exception for rape or incest. Doesn't matter whether you're raped or, or, or you know, sexually assaulted by a family member. Doesn't matter in Texas. Uh, it's not going to accept you from this new law. And a reporter says to the governor, he says, well, you know, what, what about why, why not? Why not prevent it for, for uh, incest and rape? And, and the governor's response is, well, first of all, we are, okay, because you have six weeks to get the abortion. And, and even though I've been hearing it reported constantly that most women don't even know they're pregnant within six weeks. And, and then the governor goes on to say, let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime, and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. Goal number one in the state of Texas is eliminate rape so no woman or person will ever be a victim of rape. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, but... I'm pretty sure that's why it's illegal. But it's also very hard to prosecute a certain number of rapes. (laughs) Or find a certain number of rapists or get victims to testify. I, I don't understand. This guy's an idiot. Well, you, you got to understand. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area in a in abortion law and in a in abortion uh, philosophy. You know, there are some people still kind of hooked up on you know what what constitutes conception, and I don't think you're going to resolve those kinds of moral arguments. Everyone's going to have their own opinion. About that, but when it comes to the law about prosecuting uh, rapes and uh, and and incest, uh, you know, situations, if they were so simple to solve, don't you think we'd be having an easier time solving them? Yeah, it, it these are not these are very complicated situations. No matter how you try to prosecute them, you know, a, a lot of. You know, it's hard to sometimes find corroborating evidence. It's sometimes hard to find people that will testify. It's sometimes hard for people who have been victimized to press charges. So to say we're going to eliminate rape in the state of Texas, boy, that would be great if you could do that. But I don't think there's anybody who really believes you're going to be able to eliminate it. And and what about what about murder? You're not going to eliminate that. What about uh, what about aggravated assaults? You're not going to eliminate that? Somehow you think you're going to eliminate rape and it's not going to be a problem anymore. And and as far as the philosophies of what you said before and the, and the changes, I, I think in many places, in many cases, it, it was fixed. 
And then all of a sudden you get places like Texas and you'll have other places now, other states now too, conservative states that will follow this lead and, and go with it. Right. But I mean, I don't know how anyone can say that a life is so sacred that a victim of rape or incest should be required to give birth. Again, you got to understand the complexity of which people's moral values stand and everyone's got a different point of view. Now, I... I don't disagree with you, frankly. Uh, you know, rape and incest, I think, are are the two things that uh, you know that's that stand stand alone in these situations. But not everybody feels the same way. Some some will say, "Well, you are punishing the unborn child for something, yeah, you know, that they had no control over." And I guess I can see things in a you know broadly in all in all directions. But that's part of the complicated nature of the entire argument. Yeah. It's, it's not, this is not a simple discussion. And we're unfortunately out of time to have more of it. 659, Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. Rails to put on the side, but the part that I, I found it, getting into that high rise beds undoubtedly becomes more difficult as you age. Moreover, as you age in place, falls tend to become a serious concern. One easy way to keep these types of accidents to a minimum is by replacing your bed with a lower one. Well, you can't get any lower than directly on the floor. But I think uh, if you've ever seen like an elderly person try to get out of a car that's too low, Mm -hmm. very much like that, uh, they almost need a higher bed to swing their their legs over to get out of the bed. Mm -hmm. Too low can be too low. And, and and to be honest, I mean, you know, with my height, when I sit on the side of the bed, my knees are probably higher than most people's would be, and I am almost needing to lift myself out of the bed right. as opposed to sliding off or, or even dropping uh, an inch or two, as many shorter people might do. I got a beach chair uh, that uh, Jenny gave me many years ago, yeah. and it's one of these... You know, it's meant for the beach, so it's you know it sits very very low. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed over the last couple of years, as I approach you know my mid fifties, that it is harder and harder to get out of that chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can get into it okay, uh, but it's usually at great speed, and I let gravity uh, take me into the seat. Yeah. But as I get older, I need a seat that is actually higher because it's mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get the right. Uh, the right balance, the right uh, the right stance, without uh, you know, putting myself at great risk. I actually had to be assisted. Uh, there was a point uh, this summer where I went to uh, West Springfield, the Irish Club, the p- pavilion down behind it, to see the the Eagles experience. Mm-hmm. Barry Barry Krieger and I went, and Barry brought two of those chairs. And you know, it's when you sit in it, the the fabric of the seat is practically touching the floor, depending on on your weight. Right. And and honestly, when I went to get out of it, I had to have somebody grab my hand and pull me up. It it, it, it and, is way too deep and and low. And Barry is older than you. No, and, Barry wasn't the one who did it. Barry was uh, Barry stayed in his seat. Well, that's because he couldn't get out of it. Yeah, I needed Cub Scouts. Yeah, right. Um, the other really cool thing that I read, which is something I've been support in support of for for quite some time, and. Pre-COVID, I can remember we talked to uh, to um, Mike Hurwitz about the idea, and he was saying the the automated uh, 
process of going into a restaurant and not having to deal with waiters or waitresses was something he felt is, you know, you lose something by not having that personal touch between uh, the employees and the customers. Mm -hmm. But now that we're having all these difficulties filling all these uh, positions of waiters and waitresses, uh, this guy, the CEO of an Arlington, Virginia-based restaurant chain called Bar Taco, was having trouble last fall getting servers to return to the restaurants when they reopened, so he decided to do without them. With the help of a software firm, his company developed an online ordering and pay system that customers use on their phones. Eat-in diners. This isn't just about takeout or delivery. Eat-in diners come in, sit at a table, Mm -hmm. scan a barcode at the center of the table to access the menu. They can then order their food, which goes straight to the kitchen. A server will bring the food out when it's done, and then you can pay right there through your phone and leave. Yeah, it's a it's a perfectly fine idea for those who want to do it that way, but restaurants are also having a hard time filling kitchen staff positions mm-hmm. as well. So even if you try to add additional business uh, that way, you are still short-staffed in the kitchen. You might not be able to keep up with the demand and that's why oftentimes food is a little bit slower than usual yeah not enough people it's not about how many servers they got well sometimes it's about how many people are in the kitchen to make the food but there's usually probably twice as many servers as there are people in the kitchen so i mean even if you're even if your kitchen staff is down a bit then yes you might have to you might have to close off some sections or shut down a table here and there but uh but i i just i just love this idea of being able to walk into a restaurant sit down get the menu myself, order myself, pay myself, and leave. That's cool. See, but oftentimes when, when we go out to eat, we may go out to eat with friends. And so it's more of a social occasion than just a meal. Because I can make a meal at home. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, for me, you know, that doesn't sound all that appealing. I, when I go to a restaurant, I like more of the experience of dining out than just eating the meal. And sometimes that you know, involves the interaction between you and the waitress or the waiter or, or you know anybody else in the uh, in the restaurant, you know. And it's it's not so much that you know I want the food right there as I get into you know right through the door. You know, sometimes just you know the experience of you know relaxing and having a meal that you didn't have to to make or pick up after is really what people want to do. I told you, I. I, I measure the uh, I measure the quality of the experience uh, first and foremost by how long it takes for me to be acknowledged. I don't expect to be served right. I, I mean, I don't expect you to take my order right away. Um, I'd like at least a, a nod, and 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 I'm not, you know, I guess I guess I am talking about both. Whether it's sitting at the bar or having a hostess seat you at a table. You know, I'd like to have the waitress or waiter at least acknowledge my presence so that I I always think that I've been put into a section that has not actually been assigned to a waiter or waitress. Even though three yeah. tables around me may already be getting served or already <sighs> be in the process of eating, I, I just think that there's some kind of configuration of uh, wait staff in this room that has just put me into this purgatory area where I'm not going to get recognized. But you know what? The, sometimes the the opposite isn't much better either. We were at a restaurant on Sunday morning, a breakfast place, not local, up in uh, Vermont. 
And there was a waitress. She was not our waitress. She was everybody else's waitress Mm -hmm. who was taking it to the other extreme, like almost too much notice, too much attention, way over the top. Mm -hmm. Like she was trying so hard to be so joyful and cheerful. And all I wanted was a plate of eggs and a hot cup of coffee. That's really all I wanted. And every time she opened her mouth, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, Please make her stop being so freaking pleasant. See? Welcome on a to Sunday. my world. I know, but it's like you know, it for it, for me to notice that. Yeah, you know, for you know, you're talking about me here. For me to identify someone being over the top and phony. Yeah, but imagine I'm, what that must have been like. Because yeah. I normally <laughs> wouldn't give a damn. But you know, if it's that over the top, it must be really over the top. Imagine living like that every day of your life no, I for sixty something years. I usually live and let live. Yeah, I don't no, let no. people bother me for the most part. But when they do, it's usually for a damn good reason. I want I want somebody to at least say hello or I'll be right with you. That way, I know who the wait person is. This one, this one was talking to the customers like they were children, uh, like yeah. five year olds. Yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't need that. And Jenny and I were the two youngest people in the entire building. It's like the average age of the customers was like like eighty or ninety. We didn't need to be treated like children. We just needed to be sat down and poured our coffee. And what I really hate is, you know, in the early stages when you're ordering drinks, you order a drink, and then the waiter or waitress stops at another table in their section to take that party's food orders. It's like, no, I just want a drink. Can I Can I just get a, a glass of water, a lemonade, something? I'm parched over here. And you're going you're gonna to take a whole order of food from a party of six first? <laughs> Please. I'm begging well, that's, you. That's a, that's a short staff issue right there because you usually should go right to the bar and put the drinks in. You'd like to think so. It's 725 at Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... 733 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. I got uh, good news and bad news. Which one do you want to hear first, boys? Uh, what it, Most people would choose the bad news first. Yeah, I guess you could. I want the good news first. You want the good news yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. Let's switch things around. Well, a little bit. the Mass RMV is going to hold the 2021 Low Plate Lottery this morning at 9:30. Hell yeah! yeah! All right. Can't yeah. wait to get a low number. This year, a record number of 17,017 applications were submitted for only 197 available low number plates. 1717? Yeah. That's weird. There was uh, no fee to apply. Uh, no, it's seventeen thousand seventeen, not seventeen. No, I know, but it's still, it's you know, you could yeah. say it that way. There was no fee to apply. However, winners are required to pay the standard fees associated with uh, with new license plates. If you want, I can go through every available low number. Well, could, you, could you please? Is that not the bad news? Uh, one ten. Yeah. One nineteen. One twenty. That, that, that's I think it. that's about it. Yeah, yeah. there's no, there is I, I, 192 of them. I don't. Uh, what are they? they these are either three-digit numbers. They're uh, either three-digit numbers or um, or or letters, three. a combination of letters. But it's usually three. Three digits. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why that's so special for anybody. Because you can tell everybody, I've got a low number. I won the low number lottery. Yeah. Big deal. Status. You it's could, all status. You could have uh, 14F if you really put your uh, heart and soul into that uh, drawing. Why would I want 14F? I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want C78. You what suck about, my battleship. What about B17? Uh, that's already taken. B30 is available, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Y44. You could do 80N or 81V you know, or I, Y74. The, the possibilities are limited to 192. You know, I never really understood the whole uh, vanity plate thing anyway. I mean, it, it's, it is about some level of status, you know, whether you get the... You know the, the the special edition plate, or or you know you get a, a special message on it. I understand that when you're the person choosing the message, but just to be given a randomly given a three digit plate, so what? If I want if I want to put a message on my on my uh, license plate by having a certain number or letter pattern, that's you know that's a little bit different. But this, it's just like it's stupid. You know, what I will say, though, as far as coolness is concerned, I went to, uh, they had a cruise, they have a cruise night every Tuesday night at the Elks in uh, in uh, Ludlow. When's the cool part? Uh, and I went there last night, and there was a, I don't even know what kind of a car it was. Clearly, it was a classic car. And it had a Connecticut license plate um, that I can remember when I was a kid. It was just a very basic uh, I believe it was white lettering on a blue background that just simply said Connecticut mm-hmm. across the bottom. There wasn't this, you know, nutmeg state or those little messages that they put in there now. And and it had a valid sticker on it. So obviously, uh, I guess if you say I want to keep my license plate, you can keep it for decades. And uh, and this guy still had the original, but well, you know the low digit one, eh. You still see the green plates here in Massachusetts every once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was, and that was, oh, now I'm going to get this backwards probably. It was a grandfather <sighs> thing. They started yeah. doing away with them, and then but they're the, like, well, you can keep them as long as you don't have any violations against you. But I think the green plate was, uh, I don't want to get this, I might get this backwards. The green plate, you had two of them. When it went to the red plates, you only had to have one. No, it's the other it's way It's the around. other way around. Yep. See, that's yep. what I thought. I knew I'd get it back. Yeah, the red ones are on the front and back of the car. Okay. The green ones you only had to have on the back. All right. But How many of those green ones are still on the road? There's, a, there's more than you would think. Uh, I see them quite often, to tell you the truth. Well, because you need two of them now, when your registration expires, I believe you no longer can keep the green one. I was disappointed yeah. to have to give up my green one. Yeah. And it's like felt like oh, I kind of like the green one. Mm. Um, I'm the kind of guy who says, "Who cares? It's just a license." Yeah, you just plate. get attached well, to it. You know, you get used to one thing yeah, and they things, change it up. But and, things change, and it's a, it's just move on with the times. If you want to get a hologram uh, license plate, you know what it really is for? It's really for the cops so they can bounce that lidar signal off your license yes, plate yeah, when you're riding right. down the street. That's right, uh, Mister QAnon. <laughs> It's it's not queuing on. It's true. Uh-huh. Well, why do you think it's part of the inspection process? That's what I like to know about it. You have to have a certain amount of shine to your license plate when they inspect your vehicle. Uh-huh. 
You didn't know that? No, I did not. Oh, well, good thing you were a cop for so many years. <laughs> no, it was many years ago now. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know all the laws. It wasn't well, no, that No, I don't think that ago. technology was like that back then. Oh, it was yeah. seven right. years ago. Yeah, we didn't have those <clears throat> reflective plates back in no. the aught 14s. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> back in the teens. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a way for cops to make mm. money off people. Yeah, there you, you go. Know. Uh, you want the bad news now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. the Belcher Town Fair has been canceled. Well, we know uh, that. We already they told, they did that the other day, didn't they? No, that was uh, no, we didn't. No, this was new. This is oh. new to cancel. Oh. I don't know what we were talking about. The three county fair that went on over the weekend. Yeah, but we were talking about another one that was canceled. Out near you. Was it the Cummington fair? Yeah, I think that, yeah, that might have Maybe been. Maybe it was Cummington. Yeah. But that went on, I believe. I don't know. That's right. Either way, uh, the, the, they decided to cancel the 2021 Belchertown Fair due to COVID concerns. The decision to cancel the fair, which was scheduled for later this month, was made in a majority vote. That's uh, two people over the other one. They must have really expected gigantic crowds at this fair. Well, by Belchertown standards. Uh, Char- Char- Carla Chason... On behalf of the committee, said on Facebook, we understand this decision will be popular with some fo- some folks and not with others. We also understand there are many stakeholders in this event. We appreciate and respect the many opinions, disappointments, and concerns that will follow. They had stake at this thing, a sta- like a having a stake in, like a having a vested interest. In oh, your- yeah, oh, not like an not, actual stake. Not an actual stake. Yeah. You know. Uh, I got friends that live up in upstate New York, and they just had the Great New York State Fair, yes. which attracts pretty much the same amount of people as the Big E does, mm-hmm. but not this year. They canceled? No, they had they like, had it, usually they had about, I think it was about 100,000 people per day, Yeah, and it was down to about 30,000 people per day. So they, they obviously put a ceiling <laughs> on the attendance, Yeah, but then how long do you spend... Do you do you allow the people to stay in line and like a restaurant you let in well, every time a group leaves? There were a lot of anchor vendors that decided to opt out this year. Mm-hmm. Like these big names are from that area. It would like there's a place called Gianelli Sausage, mm-hmm. which is like this huge thing in upstate New York. But it would be kind of like uh, like the White Hut not participating in the Big E or uh, any number of other big restaurants mm. that go to the Big E saying, no, we're not going to do it this year because they, A, don't have the help, and B, it's not worth the money. You know, I haven't heard anything uh, about any vendor in the Big E not showing up. I mean, I'm sure there are a few that... That are not no. going to participate, but well, I haven't heard not, any they're, information. They're about not going to tell you. Who's right, not they won't tell up. you that. Right, of course. Uh, although Beulah won't be there, she had no chance of being there anyway, COVID or not. Right. What about the what about the hot tub people? They'll probably be there. All hundred of them. Yeah, but you know what? They, they as odd as it seems. They wind up taking a lot of orders for those things. Oh, I know. At the biggie, I, I remember Teddy Heber telling me uh, years ago. It's like. Uh, April of the of the following year before they're done filling those orders. Yeah, I I, I don't want to say what vendor it used to be. It wasn't hot tubs, but they they used to show up every year with their their products at, at the Big E, and they said they did more business at the Big E than mm-hmm. they did you know for the rest of the year. It's yeah. totally worth the expense to uh, to get the uh, the space to man it to take all the orders they just you know they and were making they were making serious bank on that thing. and the best time to get them is at the very end you, you they, well first of all and I'll, and I'll 
this is why I'm asking this, Steve, because it's what you just mm-hmm. said. Are the prices during the Big E of these items actually that big of a savings than they would be if you bought them from the retailer? I think when you're talking about delivery costs, because the the item is now already at a different location. So for them at the end to take it back is more of a labor cost to them to bring it back to wherever store they're going or wherever warehouse they're going to put it in as opposed to selling it to you at a discount price just to get it out of the get it out of the way. And do you honestly know that the price of a big ticket item like a hot tub let's say is different on day 17 than it was on day 1? I think you can haggle with them more mm. uh, on those those last days. Yeah. I don't know the actual prices of what, how much the actual savings are going on, but usually there is a discount associated with the fact that you're just buying it directly from them, right? Versus, uh, you know, going back to the store and they ordering it and ship, having somebody ship it from a warehouse, that kind of thing. But they can't all be getting shipped, like I said. I mean, you know, Teddy told me sometimes it could go into March or April. So they they're obviously bringing all those tubs back to the store. They're not going straight out to the customer because there's too many of them. They can't keep them on the Big E grounds. No, no, for no, months. no. No, they don't. <laughs> you're just getting the demo. Uh, the demos on the Big E. Right, right. Well, but I but I think in some otherwise, cases otherwise you're buying you to, that one. Otherwise, you'd have to drag a hot tub behind you as you're yeah. going through like the. Uh, you know, the state buildings or through the well, circus. Well, take 600 off of this one because some lady got in it earlier and she had a staph infection. So there's probably some bacteria floating around in there, but that'll be fine. <laughs> Once you put enough chlorine in there, it all goes away. It'll boil off. Uh, you know, you can uh, you can haggle with the food people at the end, too. You can? Come on. It's the last day. You're not going to give that to me or give me an extra one? Uh, whatever I, I find that... I want another turkey leg. Yeah, you know, after 16 days of serving every every idiot in the Big E, I would tell you to piss off. Well, think about it. Uh, you got to get rid of all that stuff anyway. At the end of the night, why not give a discount on it? Discount, please. You can haggle. You can haggle a lot of places. If you I can were, haggle at a Home Depot. Did you were, know that? I've not. heard that before. I find it hard to believe you can haggle with a national chain. You got to find someone to haggle with first of all. Yeah. I got free stuff from a Home Depot once. Yeah, I it's got... called shoplifting. No, it was uh, fence panels. I was buying stockade fence. This was going back years ago, right? Yeah. And uh, all the panels had something wrong. Like one had one little board bent or whatever. So you're, you're sifting through to find the good ones. Mm. And then I uh, I say to the guy, I'm like, well, what are you going to do with these? And he goes. Well, you can take them if you want them. We'll just uh, we'll just write them off as a as a loss oh, because right they're off. Right off. They don't even know what a write off is. Do you? No, but they do, and they're the ones who are writing it off. Exactly. And then the guy was like, "I don't even really work here. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Go ahead, take them." Several realistic replica handguns were seized by Springfield police after reports of a shots fired incident Monday night. According to Ryan Walsh, police received a report of shots fired around eight twenty five p.m. Monday night on Cannon Circle. Uh, When officers arrived, they found several casings on the ground. Then they heard gunshots from a second-floor apartment and a hand pointing out of the building firing towards the woods. A hand pointing out of the building firing toward the woods? It happens. Is that the way they wrote? Yeah. Is that Maz Live? Yeah. No, this is uh, 22. 22. A hand pointing out the... So he was using his fingers, pew, 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 like that? Uh... 
A hand pointing out, firing into the woods. Yeah, I don't know. With his yeah. hand. Well, that was the way Ryan Walsh reported it because that's from the Springfield Police. Mm. Oh, that's actually his yeah. words. An emergency services unit, uh, or ESU, ESU yeah. was activated for a potential shooter situation. A neighbor informed police two young boys were inside the appointment, or, or I'm sorry, the, inside the apartment and contacted their mother. The mother said an 11 year old was in possession of a blank pistol. She called the kids and they came out of the front door. Is this where? What? Was it a swear? What do you mean? Blank pistol? No, 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 no. It's just like there was blanks. <laughs> well, in the gun. Uh, oh, I suppose oh, I suppose oh. you could fill in that yeah, blank pretty easily. Effing uh, pistol again. Officers seized three blank handguns and uh, had that had realistic features to them. That's yeah, when you a, said a, a, they saw a hand with a gun, I'm thinking this has got really creepy. It's a severed hand just holding a gun, like you know, real it, it, you know, like Night Stalker type of stuff. He didn't even say a hand with a gun. He said the way it was written was. It, he saw a hand pointing out the window, mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood in uh, Gran Torino at the end, where he pulls out his hand out of his jacket. And yeah. You think he has a gun, but he really just has his hand. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. Uh, well, uh, they're saying that the Springfield police showed great restraint mm-hmm. in this situation, because when you feel like you have an active shooter and you hear gunshots going off, yeah. you don't know if those things are blank or not. And you don't know whether those hands are loaded. A total of 47 shell casings were found in the area. Police were unable to provide any more information on the uh, on the incident due to the age of the children involved. However, the police are asking parents to discuss with their children the dangers of any type of unsecured firearm firearm in their homes. <laughs> yeah, discuss with them the danger of an unsecured firearm. Here's a better idea. Try being a responsible adult and secure the firearm. You know how many people don't secure their firearms, I know. though? I know. Most of the guns that are stolen, mm-hmm. this is, I, and I heard this from the uh, the gang task force people, mm-hmm. most of the guns that are stolen are stolen from people in places like where I live. And yeah. then they're then they're resold on the street with the serial numbers removed and wh- yeah. what have you. I just, uh, but you talk about all these irresponsible gun owners who don't have these things locked up I or know. secured. But the, it's just so funny. So that basically, what your sentence said, what that last sentence was, is that the parents should sit the children down and say, "Listen, Billy, just so you understand, I am an irresponsible adult." And you are my child, and I don't want you getting hurt by my irresponsibility that I can't control. So I'm not going to lock up my guns, but it's be, it'd be your fault if you get into them and start shooting them. And by the way, Billy, because you are my spawn, you have inherited some of the <laughs> same DNA strand that made me so irresponsible. <laughs> so don't expect it to get any better when you grow up. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Sun and clouds, chance of a shower or thunderstorm late in the day, high of 83. Tomorrow, cloudy with rain, high of 74. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express, and that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Are you ready for a brand-new bath or shower with a beautiful modern upgrade? Stop waiting and start enjoying your home again with the folks your neighbors trust. Yankee Home, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Yankee Home is the never catawampus company you see on TV all the time. When you call Yankee Home or... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 756 and the great Eddie Money on Rock 102. I am so tired of being lied to by our government. Whether, Whether it's direct or indirect, 
whether it's immediate or years later you find out. Apparently, this this uh, this new program, uh, American Horror Story, uh, impeachment uh, about the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky situation. I, I read earlier this morning, independent counsel Ken Starr's report to the House on President Clinton includes testimony from Lewinsky about a sexual encounter involving a cigar. According to the testimony, Clinton inserted a cigar into Lewinsky's private area during an encounter on a specific date, then put the cigar in his mouth and said, hmm, it tastes good. Now, the Drudge Report was the first place this was ever reported, and they also claimed that Yasser Arafat was waiting in the Rose Garden for the president for uh-huh. some uh, ceremony of some type. According to the Pew Research Center, nothing in the Star Report supports this claim. It didn't happen. According to the producers of the movie, who one of which is Monica Lewinsky, and, and she was like, you know, I, I, I want the whole story told. I don't mind you telling people I flashed my thong at the president once. But apparently the the, the, the cigar thing never happened. Well, then where'd that story come from? I don't know. That's what I mean. I I don't know. I would like like some answers. I I, mean, I I feel like uh, in a way we've all been uh, deceived. Exactly. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, no no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Ah, you know, what are you going to do about that? (laughs) <laughs> but this this whole cigar thing was a ruse? It's like our whole lives have been nothing but a lie. Yeah. I will uh, tell you something that is true. The uh, 172nd Franklin County Fair begins tomorrow in Greenfield. How exciting is that? The Franklin County Fair. It's got everything. It's got uh, uh, rides and games and food and and. Greenfield at its finest. So, uh, and we happen to have a four-pack of tickets to give away right now. To the 10th caller at 293-1021. Tickets for you to the Franklin County Fair. Wow. Brought to you by the Franklin County Agricultural Society. I guess we threw away all the tickets we had for the Belchertown Fair. <laughs> I don't know if we I don't know if we had high expectations. This one's gonna be better. It's a whole county rather than just like one little town. And it's gonna happen. That's right. It's uh, just about 7.59, Rock 102. The Baxton O'Brien into tomorrow, and uh, tomorrow will be cloudy with rain and a high of 74. Right now in downtown Springfield, it is 64 degrees. Nelson Cruz homered twice and at 41 years old became the oldest player in Major League history to hit 30 home runs in a season, powering the Tampa Bay Rays past the Boston Red Sox 12-7. The Red Sox again missed a chance to move ahead of the Yankees for the top wildcard spot in the American League. The New York Court of Appeals has agreed to hear the long-running dispute between the Orioles and the Nationals over television rights fees. The court, September 2nd, granted the Orioles' motion for permission to appeal. MASN was established in March 2005 after the Expos relocated to D.C. and became the Nationals, moving into what had been Baltimore's exclusive broadcast territory since 1972. And the Orioles have a controlling interest in the network as well. Daniel Medvedev has reached the U.S. Open Finals for the third straight year. He ended the surprising run of qualifier Botik van de Zanschulp with a win. The number two seed from Russia dropped a set for the first time in the tournament, but recovered to keep alive his bid for a Grand Slam title. Sam the Bam Cunningham has uh, died. The All-American fullback at Southern California whose performance against Alabama was credited with helping to integrate football in the South passed away yesterday at his home in California. 
His performance was credited with influencing the university and Coach Bear Bryant to more widely recruit black players and integrate the sport in the South. Cunningham then went on to have a record-setting career here with the New England Patriots. We'll uh, talk about something minutes from now. Bax's view from the couch. When we come back, it's 8.04 at Rock. Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, this Saturday, former Celtic great Paul Pierce will be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame with a bunch of other dudes at the Mass Mutual Center. I think we can all agree that Paul Pierce certainly deserves to be there based upon his legendary career. The guy absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame alongside some of the other greatest basketball players of all time. But there are always going to be some people who will believe that the credibility of that enshrinement has somehow been diminished simply because he was out having a good time with a bunch of strippers and somebody happened to take video of the whole thing. Yesterday, Sports Illustrated ran an interview with Paul Pierce who discussed that live Instagram video that ultimately led to his firing at ESPN last April. You may recall that in that video, Pierce is seen smoking, drinking, and cavorting with strippers. ESPN did not approve of such goings-on, and so they released him from his contract. And despite suggestions that he issue a public apology, Pierce instead told Sports Illustrated, I didn't do anything illegal. These mother effers in the Hall of Fame, some did cocaine, some did effing battery. What the F did I do? I was just having a good time. He then went on to say, half of you mother effers do the same stuff. You're just hiding it. You're all married while you're doing it. I'm divorced. I'm retired. I'm having fun. And you know what? Paul Pierce is right. There's nothing illegal about getting loaded with a bunch of scantily clad ladies. And while smoking is prohibited in public buildings, it's not really an arrestable offense. It's not like you got guys doing hard time in prison for smoking violations. Listen, Paul Pierce has got nothing to feel sorry about. There's nothing illegal about hanging out with strippers. There's nothing illegal about a 44-year-old man drinking alcoholic beverages in his free time. And who are any of us to judge a guy simply because he happens to be Paul Pierce? I don't see any of the other guys in that video losing their jobs and being called upon to justify their lawfully permissible behavior. Why should he be any different? Having said that, if Paul Pierce is available and would like to join me at a strip club, I'll buy the first round. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Can one grill really sear, roast, smoke, and bake? The Big Green Egg from Rocky's is a heavy-duty ceramic workhorse that does everything that an oven and a stove can do. Real charcoal cooking, precision control. Get your Big Green Egg today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Today should be nice. Tonight, not so much. Uh, And tomorrow, kind of hard to say. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, we will not only have uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield, but also Scott Zolak, Patriots broadcaster and former NFL quarterback. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us tomorrow to talk about, believe it or not, Patriots football. Oh, man. Yeah. Z? Isn't that what they call him? Zoe. Zoe. Z, Zoe, Zed. You can call whatever you want. Uh, We'll be calling him tomorrow around 8 o'clock. Yeah, oh, man. I uh, can't wait because I got so much to talk to him about. I don't don't know anything about him. Well, you got 24 hours to look him up. I'm pretty sure he's on Wikipedia. And and, and not only that, uh, Patriots season begins Sunday against Miami. Mm -hmm. It's it's very exciting stuff. A lot of... lot going on with the Patriots these days. Home or uh, in Miami? 
I believe. Uh, see, you had to ask, didn't you? Because mm. I think it is I at home. I believe it's home. home. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't have. Let's uh, just go with that, even if we're wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I, again, they got a yeah. whole day here to bone up on, uh, on on Zolak and the Patriots, so I'll be all set and ready to go. Have you heard this case that's going? No, on right I haven't now heard it the, at all. Stop it! I haven't heard. Stop that. it! What's wrong with you? Uh, in South Carolina, there is a um, a family that has three generations of men in the family who have been the district attorney for this one particular county. The grandfather was, uh, the father was, the son until a week ago was. Um, back in June, this guy, I, I can't remember his first name now, but he's, you know, the youngest generation of the three generations. He, But he's like in his 50s, I believe, uh, mid to late 50s. He comes home uh, in June one day, and he finds his wife and son murdered in in their home. <clears throat> I don't remember. Uh, God, I can't I can't believe how many times I have to say I don't remember. I don't remember if he had just come home from work one day, and you know they had been fine the night before or the morning of, or whether he was coming back from a business trip. I don't know. But he comes home and he finds the wife and son killed. And uh, it, it becomes a real head scratcher for the cops. They they have since June not been able to uh, solve this this double murder. The son who is dead was also involved in a drunken boating accident that killed a female friend of his, and he was being charged for the death of this girl. Okay. Um, apparently, I, I don't want to get out of order on this thing. Over this past weekend, the father was supposedly on the side of the road changing a tire on his car when a, when a Jeep rolled by, turned around, came back, and shot him. And it was a glancing shot to the head. The man was not seriously injured. And he immediately went into rehab. He released a statement apologizing to his family and his friends and the law firm and, uh, you know, for decisions I've made that I regret. And as soon as he goes into rehab, you find out he had just been fired by the very firm that had his name in it for a misappropriation of millions of dollars. And now they are reopening a 2015 cold case of an unsolved hit and run in which a young man was killed, presumably by a vehicle, but the boy's mother thinks he was beaten to death and the crime was covered up. It's a, it's and, a and real mess. And they're saying that this guy is the one? No, no, not for that 2015 one. They weren't really making conclusions. So what's the connection? Uh, they don't know that there is one, uh, but but it's like, you know, all of this stuff now is just being not necessarily tied together, but being looked at together. Now, I, I my belief is, and I'm trying to check, with uh, my friends in in law enforcement, because I believe that um, once you go into rehab, I don't know whether you're still accessible to the police. 
Not not necessarily for arrest. I mean, just for questioning. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. My my friends are one of my friends is unsure as well, and I and I'm waiting for another one to say. Uh, okay, then yeah. If the other friend is saying, if there's a warrant, they can go in and get him. But but for questioning or investigative purposes, no. They're not. They're not allowed to go in. Shy, shy of a warrant, then he's uh, he's protected for as long as he's in rehab. Yeah, which makes his entering <clears throat> rehab suspicious as well. You know, did he go to just stay away from the cops for twenty eight days, or is he actually trying to deal with a substance abuse? So I'm looking. So I'm looking at uh, the story on the Daily Beast, mm. and it's saying that he's in drug rehab. Yeah. Uh, for oxycodone. Ah, okay. So, well. it, you know, it is it is possible that he does, in fact, have an addiction to, yeah. to oxys. Which but. may be why there's millions of dollars missing and he's apologizing for uh, regrets he has. Right. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean there's a connection to that right. and to the murder of his wife and, and son. But it's awfully suspicious. Well, now, the one I, thing that I, 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 it's, just, it's suspicious, and I'm sure investigators are looking into it, but it's a, it's a little presumptuous to say that one thing is tied to another. Well, but of course, you know, the, the spouse is always the first suspect in the killing of, of another spouse. And I'm they did say that there was no gun found on the scene where he was shot because my immediate thought was he did it himself, particularly when they said it was a grazed wound to the head. You know, somebody who's... Who, who wants themselves uh, to appear to be a victim mm-hmm. is not necessarily going to seriously injure themselves. I'm watching way too much of this Dateline on uh, on, on the Discovery Channel. I was going to say. The, uh, the other you're, night. You're, all of a sudden, you're sounding like uh, like Keith Morrison. No, and, and and you know what? This is It's funny you say that because this episode I watched the other night, despite Keith Morrison being the narrator, and usually once I realize it's one of his stories, I move on. Because I just can't stand listening to him, but um, this was a really tangled thing. It was two women who lived next door to each other that became very, very good friends, and they both had kids, and uh, the kids were teenagers. And one of the women ended up having an affair with the husband of the other woman, and uh, and uh, one of the teenage sons of the woman who was scorned. Um, was this kind of boy who would do everything that his mother told him to do. And the idea was, at one point, finally, one day, mm. the woman who was having the affair was found dead in her home. The houses, like I said, were right next door to each other. It appeared as though both houses were broken into, and and the woman having the affair was killed. And then, you know, you find out that the mother put the son up to killing the neighbor, staging a burglary in their own home to make it look like it was some kind of random thing, mm. and this is what I mean. It, it, you know, you can jump to conclusions, but but the reason a show gets the reason a murder becomes featured on Dateline is because it's unusual. You know, I mean, they're not just doing some run of the mill drive by shooting on Dateline. And, yeah, they, and whether they, it's a they, one hour or a two hour special. Yeah, they saved those stories for twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, no, this is this is the kind of thing that definitely sounds like a dateline waiting to happen. Oh, but, hell yeah. But a two uh, hour one. Oh, I don't even know if it's that. Oh, it's it's at least right now it's well over an hour. Yeah. 
but you know the, the guys you know the, the thing is if you got a if you got a drug addiction you mm-hmm. know then you know, it, it may be harder if it's a provable drug addiction the guy you know definitely has an issue you know it may be harder to get a warrant to talk to him they just just may wait until he's done through the, the rehab yeah yeah they might and yeah, really I mean, I mean they, they know where he is yeah and and really as long as he is like a like an inpatient thing Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, then he's probably not going anywhere right. unless he walks out the door, and that may not happen. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. at least they know uh, they know where he is. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that is a uh, that is some crazy twists and turns. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that Keith Morrison loves. I know for the record. Uh, among the many other yeah. affectations oh, yeah. of his delivery. Yeah, I yeah. was wa- watching this the other night, and it's just like, dude, really? Do you? He's like, uh, he's kind of like Cy Becker, you know? I mean, he, he clearly is mesmerized by the sound of his own voice. You think Becker is se- uh, yeah. mesmerized by yeah. that? Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that's the way he talks. That's um, his, that you, When you've had you know, face-to-face conversations with Cy, they're the same type oh, of know. cadence that you'd find them on TV. <laughs> it's not a, you know, like there are some people who will, you know, amplify their conversation, uh, you know, just for the camera mm-hmm. or just for the microphone. But when you get them off, uh, like, like for example, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, for example, normal yeah. speaking voice is not that God awful screech that you no, hear. No. He's like a normal everyday guy. Yeah. When you're talking to Cy Becker, that's what you're getting. Yeah, you're getting the guy on TV. And by the way, I didn't mean that as an insult. Although I'm guessing there's probably not a lot of other ways to take it, but uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. Well, you'd so, like to think that after all these years, yeah. size got uh, like a thick enough skin sure. to deal with your criticisms, e- exactly. Even if they're not intended right. to be critical. Yeah, but it's hard not to be from time to time. Sometimes it just comes out that way. It's eight twenty-two with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Bank ESB is here to help. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm agreeing. Yes. Again, if you uh, miss the, the Bax and O'Brien show and miss you know, great transitions like that, you can uh, check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, it's free. goes right there in your mobile device. You can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. You can also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week with my guest Dave Wakeling from the English Beat and General Public. Very cool interview, and you can check that out on VaxNobrian.com. Speaking of remembering, I'm, I hope I remember this for the next time we talk to uh, uh, Steve Weissman uh, with the scamicide stuff. Uh, I saw this story on Drudge Report this morning that in India, one of the biggest uh, phishing scams going on right now is uh, they take your face and they put it on the body of a porn star so that I've done that already myself so that it looks like it's you in the porn sure. and i'm thinking you know look i i if it's a if it's a good shape well built body of a man uh-huh i i don't have a problem with that I don't have a an issue with that at all. Yeah, but what is the guy doing in the picture? Doesn't really. It's not pictures. It's videos. Well, They're what is doing the it guy? In videos what too. is the guy doing in the video? I, what people do in in porn videos? I know, but there's any number of things that people can do in porn oh, videos I know. that I wouldn't want to be judged on. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't care as long as you made me look good. You know, in other words, physically. You make me look physically good. Yeah, what I'm doing may not look so great. John, you're relying on technology, not miracles. Yeah, not magic. (laughs) 
I mean, you know, you know, in a way, you know, back in the early '80s, you did have this kind of uh, John Holmes type of look. You you're know. talking about me or yeah, or, you, you know, you, you could do like that. a you know a separated at birth thing. I mean, he I, got all the equipment, but you know, you got you're still alive. You yeah, know, there's a big difference between the two. But I, I, I yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have a problem if they put if they put my face on a on a you know, like I said, well built, good looking guy. Yeah, uh, in shape, you know, works out, uh, washboard abs kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm. The, that's me and the, and those cows. Yeah, see, now I I wouldn't want that because uh, I've got a wife and kids mm. and a professional reputation to uphold. I, I don't I don't think uh, having me even superimposed in the pornographic uh, movies. Yeah, well, is really good for my reputation. I got none of those three things. So p- put me on whatever body you can find, <laughs> but please just try and make them shapely. It's uh, eight twenty seven with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. It's 829 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Table and Vine. Find the best deals in town and expert advice at Table and Vine. Riverdale Street in West Springfield or tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Several re- uh, realistic replica handguns were seized by Springfield police after a reported shots fired incident Monday night. According to Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh, police received reports of shots fired around 8.25 p.m., on Cannon Circle. When officers arrived, they found several casings on the ground. Then they heard gunshots from a second-floor apartment and a hand pointing out of the building firing towards the woods. How come nobody ever hears cannon fire? Get out of my head. What? I was just yeah. thinking the same oh, thing. We're yeah. like, well, all of our chakras are aligned this morning. Now, I, we I would expect guns on... Thing. You're absolutely ex- right, Deepak. <laughs> I would expect uh, guns on Rifle Street. Yeah. Or, or marbles on Marble Street. Mm-hmm. but. But no cannons. Or locusts on Locust Street. Uh, yes, but but uh, but no cannons on Cannon Circle. There no, ain't no I fishers don't. on Fisher Avenue, I'll tell you that. Well, there's Fisher Cats. There are Fisher Cats. Mm-hmm. An emergency services unit, otherwise known as the... Uh, it was activated for a potential shooter situation. A neighbor informed police two young boys were inside the apartment and contacted their mommy. The mommy said an 11-year-old was in possession of blank pistol. Oh, he's mm. just up to his old tricks again. Uh, adult men get shot by the police. The younger kids, we call your mom. (laughs) (laughs) She called the kids, and they came out the front door. Officers seized three blank handguns that had realistic features to them. Yeah, what are you going to do? Call the mother of a 35-year-old man? Your son's being very naughty. Well, you could do that. That could be part of the, uh, you know, police reform. I suppose. You call their mom. (laughs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) I don't... Oh, never mind. There was a there was a guy in in uh, in Huntington years ago who murdered somebody, and he w- he went on the run. And uh, like a had, fox? Uh, no, not fox on the no, run. like a band. Mm-hmm. No, he was uh, he was on the run in the middle of the woods out in Huntington, mm-hmm. and then they uh, well they tracked him by his cell phone ping. Duh. Duh. And B. They had his brother entice him to come out of the woods his on the phone. Brother enticed him. Yeah, his brother called him on the phone and said, uh, "Look, dude, you got to come out." And that's when they that's when they apprehended him. The brother, so the brother knew about what the they were wanting him for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and he just basically became a snitch. Yeah, this was the final uh, process in the uh, oh oh no they've caught me uh, mm. kind of thing. Mm. He was on the run, and uh, yeah, so everybody knew what what the guy did. Uh, but they used his brother. Can you imagine that? You're using oh. your own family. That's to- how they got Ted Kaczynski. His brother yeah. turned him in. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, what about a, I'll never get a postcard ever again from my brother? Yeah, you got. You should have thought about that before I, you called the FBI. I think in the Kaczynski household, there weren't a whole lot of postcards from Ted saying, having a good time, wish you were here, in my ramshackled shack. Hey, you don't know that. Yeah. He, he might have uh, made some knickknacks throughout the year and sent them off to his mom and brother. I, I don't see Ted Kaczynski in a shack with a curio cabinet. Yeah. Dude, the guy was very creative with knickknacks. I whittled you some <laughs> sticks. Yeah. Here's some whittled sticks for you. Mm-hmm. It's my whittled stick collection. Yeah. I'm sharing. I'm le- I'm gifting this to you. You are my heirs. <laughs> Test results are in for the black and white substance discovered inside South Hadley High School that prompted officials to push back the first day of in-person learning. 20 locations inside the high school were tested for mold. 13 were positive for mold growth and 7 were negative. Mold was found in areas including a blower, desk, door frame, cabinet, hall locker, sink counter, wall and floor, computer room, air handler, and among other things. But those clean areas were really clean. Was the blower a teacher or a staff member? No, that's inappropriate. The samples tested uh, show low to medium levels of mold mold growth. The types of mold found were cladosporium and aspergillus. Those are the worst. Those are bad things. Aspergillus wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the show that. Bob Denver was on no, back in the no, 60s. You're thinking of Dobie Gillis. <laughs> uh, uh, you're thinking no. of the guy who sang, uh, uh, what, Lean on Me? Or? <laughs> you're thinking of Dobie Gray? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of the thing that you open a PDF file with. No, that's Adobe, Steve. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the thing Native Americans used to live in. That's an Adobe, Steve. No, Adobe. no, no. You're thinking of those brothers that all sang great hits together, like China Grove. You're thinking of that. Uh, no, that's the Doobie Brothers. You're thinking of that uh, that spice that uh, Latinos used to cook with. That's Adobo. No, Steve, that's Adobo. <laughs> No, you're thinking of the, one of those things that uh, like a symphony uh, orchestra guy would use. No, Steve, that's, that's an, an oboe. No, that's yeah, yeah. John's nickname. Yeah, no, that's no, OB. You're thinking of that. You're thinking of the album uh, by uh, by Harry Nilsson. Oblio and the Point. Oh, Oblio, yeah. <laughs> no, you're thinking of that song by the Beatles with the uh, the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> Molly in the Oh uh, no, that's Obla D Obla Da <laughs> and, and scene. As of Tuesday evening, it's still unclear when the high schoolers were able to start the new academic year. Thursday, September 2nd was supposed to be the first day of school, but Superintendent Jamal uh, Mosley announced the school's sudden closure two days before after the discovery of that mold. That might have been one of the longest ones we've had. Yeah, we, I don't think we've uh, we've dug that deep in a long time. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Mm, it was all right. No, it was very good. Uh, we got mold growing around here. Yes, we do. And apparently, I was just having a text conversation with the boss a few minutes ago, and he says, well, I sneeze and I cough when there's mold, and I haven't done either of those things. Yeah. So he's upstairs. He's also in management. Oh, that's right. They don't have any souls, so they wouldn't be able to sneeze or cough or do any of those things. I do believe they they shed their skin after every six months. <sighs> the uh, the Essex County Sheriff's Department, because, you know, we're so close to there. Sure. Uh, will no longer accept personal mail for people incarcerated in its facilities, moving instead to a digital delivery system where letters must first be sent to a Missouri P.O. box to be scanned into a computer file. 
The switch takes effect Thursday, Sheriff Kevin Coppinger's office said, and will apply only to personal and non-privileged mail. Privilege and legal mail and some specific items, including money orders and publications directly from a publisher or authorized retailer, will still be accepted through the Postal Service. Well, I guess you get email for the inmates. I thought they already had <coughs> access to computers. They do in some cases, but, you know, th- this is almost kind of like the, the, and we've talked to Nick Kochi about this in the past, about the phone systems. You know, when they, they bring in these third-party uh, independent organizations to run a, f- a communication form, whether it's the phones or the mail, and now you're gonna now you're gonna have this outside company from where? What did you say? Missouri. Missouri. You know, the, the, so the mail that you send from Springfield, say to Essex County, to an inmate out there, is gonna go to Missouri first, and obviously it's a contractor, and there's money being exchanged here, and you know it just it just sounds like. What was wrong with just having the Postal Service or whatever the system was we were using for the last 100 years? It's not even digital mail. Securities technology will receive, open, and scan the mail, and the Sheriff's Department will then print the files and distribute them to recipients. That seems like an awful waste of money. And time. Yeah, the the company will keep the original letter for 30 days before it's destroyed, and a sender can request the return of the letter by including a self-addressed stamped envelope. Coppinger said in a statement that the digital mail program has been in development for months and that his department believes it will be effective, an effective weapon in our war against illegal drugs and contraband. I can see that portion of it yeah. where you're right. sending in, like, uh, LSD-laced paper or, you know, there's all different kinds of ways that but, people sneak drugs into a, a facility. But, but as far as the mail goes, I mean, the mail is already opened anyhow. If you, if you can't uh, create some kind of a... There's obviously got to be some kind of a testing system where you could run this piece of mail through this and have it determine any number of different kinds of drugs or or contraband uh, without having to have a third party come in and completely readjust the whole communication system. Well, it's all all junk mail anyway. Well, there really is no no junk junk mail. mail. But but, and once again, it's one of these things where you know. I, I always say how I don't think things should be done state by state. It should be done nationally. I certainly don't think things should be done county by county. If, if, if every other sheriff wants to do this, then they should make it statewide. But to have one county doing this, I, I don't get that at all. Well, it's, it seems like they're the test mo- uh, monkeys for this whole thing, too, the, that jail. Well, where is Essex County? Uh, I believe... Uh, let me I look keep, that up for uh, you. That's like north of Boston. Yeah. See, if you want to have a test county, you go with the islands. Go with either Martha's Vineyard or, uh, or. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they, Nantucket. but the, but as far as resources go, I mean, you know, Essex County. You know, you're talking like you know Lynn, which has got a big drug problem. Uh, you know, in some of those, you know, some of those communities, yeah. you still you go to the islands. They don't really have the kinds of resources they need. To do what you're looking to do, uh, yeah, I get that. I just, I just become very suspicious when third-party vendors are brought in. It just sounds like it's a whole new layer of potential corruption. Yeah, and we've and we've seen that before, where they talked about you know installing like uh, technology for you know traffic you know reasons, mm-hmm. and you say, well, 
you know, who's really setting this? What are the what, what's the calibration of this? I mean, yep. we did this uh, when they were doing what was what was it? Was it uh, stoplight cameras? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was a, it was a third party. We talked uh, you know, very much about that. But it's like, you know, I think when you're starting something out, you know, you you, you kind of want to make sure that you know it it works, and then maybe then it can apply to the whole state, mm. as opposed to make a statewide commitment to something. Where now you're spending serious money for something that may or may not really achieve the results you're looking for. What about those postal people? Aren't those the guys that always come back and go crazy with a gun and shoot everybody? Sometimes. Sometimes. Why is that? Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming, and there's never a let-up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more, and you got to get it out. But the more you get it out, the more it keeps coming in, and then the barcode reader breaks, and it's publisher's clearing out day. See? You answered your own question. <laughs> I just I just love that particular line yeah. of that show. <laughs> and uh, for all the clicking I've been doing, oh, no, 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 it's, now it's back. It's back. The porn? Yeah, I think the uh, Yeah, he was superimposing your head on porn videos. <laughs> hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind that. That's what we just talked about. I know, but I, I personally wouldn't mind I that. wouldn't either. As long as it was a good-looking guy, you know, a, a well-built guy with a, you know, well-endowed as well. Yeah, look at me. I'm a yeah. big porn star. Mm-hmm. That's not, uh, yeah. not going to hurt me. But you know what's going to wind up happening? They're going to yeah. superimpose your head on Ron Jeremy. That's what I'm Then you're going to be dragged into court because you've been sexually assaulting well, but, women for decades. But the ugliest part of Ron Jeremy is his face. No, actually, the ugliest part of Ron Jeremy is Ron Jeremy. Yeah, well, There's one part of him that has been slightly appealing. Other than that, he's a big, fat slob. Now, but what about when, uh, when he was in his heyday? His heyday was when he was still a big fat slop. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he ever had a heyday. That sounds like too much hay. Yeah, well he's 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 plowed enough hay over the years. What do hedgehogs eat? That's what they used to call him, was the hedgehog. That's right. The RMV will offer a variety of new services statewide this month that will be convenient for staff and customers as well as keep them safe during the pandemic. Beginning on September 20th, the RMV will reopen its Attleboro Service Center for in-person services by appointment. In addition, 21 statewide service center locations will offer appointments for in-person vehicle and driver services, walk-in <coughs> visits, and business-to-business -business needs. Connecticut's about to become one of those states that's going to have the uh, electronic uh, driver's license in, in the wallet. Yeah, Apple we talked we talked about that yesterday, and uh, w the question was like, why can't we all get on this at the same time? Right. Instead right. of having. But did we talk about it, that Connecticut was going to do it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That, that was the it. that was the state that was uh, looking into doing that, mm. and they'll still be giving given a hard copy. Yeah. In order to drive to another state. Right. Because those digital ones aren't going to be recognized everywhere. And I would imagine that uh, even within Connecticut. It's going to take some time for all police departments to uh, to update their equipment as well and buy these things. I mean, you have to have one for every, well, not one for every officer, but one for every car. I'd like to know how they get past the fraud of that. Because it, it can't be that difficult to replicate that and then save it on your phone. Well, it's not that difficult to replicate a regular hard copy of a license either. But you got you got watermarks and you know different things that uh, you know barcodes on some. You know, it's like you yeah. know, there are ways of of uh, of making it a little bit less uh, you know 
you know, a little less easy to, to 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 recreate. But you know, on something that's on a, on a phone, it's not that hard to do. Well, the other thing I'd be worried about is the uh, illegal search and seizure of the phone. Will you give the phone to the police officer? That phone is now unlocked. I don't know that you would have to. I'm assuming he would have, you know, like they have at Dunkin' Donuts. You hold your phone up. They put an infrared scanner across it, and it gives them the information they need. I don't know that the police actually have to physically hold your phone. And if you lose your license, you have to delete the app. Yeah, yeah. There's too many rules to this whole thing. Well, there's got to be. Otherwise, you know, we're we're living in a society. We're barely living in a society. Yeah, it ju- it just seems like there's more complications to go along with that than there are uh, yeah. making it advantages. Easier. I think that I think it's kind of cool. Authorities working in an armed standoff are usually looking for creative ways to defuse a tense situation, but this hasn't been tried before. On Sunday morning, police near Tampa were in the middle of a standoff with an armed teenager on a rooftop. Then, a 28-year-old woman named Jessica Smith drove right through the middle of everything in a golf cart, completely naked. Yeah. And it was a total coincidence. She had nothing to do with the standoff and had no reason to be there. The police initially tried to shoo her away so they could focus on the standoff, but she refused and continued to joyride around the area. She was eventually arrested and charged with resisting an officer, and uh, not surprisingly, she was drunk. No way. As for the standoff, 18-year-old Miles Abbott was arrested after six hours, which included him firing a gun. He didn't hit anyone else, but he did shoot himself in the right thigh. It's unclear if he was aware of the naked woman. Yeah, that's a, that's the worst part. It's like, you know, dude, this naked chick just came by, in a, and she's kind of good-looking, uh, just came by in a golf cart, and, and he's like, I'm in the middle of negotiating with the cops, man. Oh, wait a minute. Really? Hot chick, naked in a golf cart? Yeah, I'll come out. She is actually pretty hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, I saw uh, it earlier. Well, I like the glossy eyes mm-hmm. uh, with the red underneath them. Sure. That's when I know you're all coked out and ready to go. And you like that look. Maybe police should use that more <laughs> often in standoff situations. Oh, man, I looked at her in her bright red eyes, and I said, man, you're coming with me tonight. I give up, officers. I'm ending this siege right now. Now, let's get on that golf cart and go find that ball washer. Yeah. (laughs) You want to wash some balls today? Do you? Do you? Do you? Well, she's got a nice set of pings. You can practice your putts, too. Grab the shaft. That's right. Yeah. Now you're talking. Uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a chance of a straight thunderstorm this afternoon and a high of 82. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 71. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Uh, Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football weekly winners. Score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So check the stats, go with your gut, and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So Maz lied to this story this morning, but uh, 22 News had an uh, interview with a person on the road, person on the streets. Um, the state has completed... The highway exit renumbering project uh, yeah. began over a year ago. I think it said October of uh, 2019, and uh, it's done now. So, <clears throat> as y- you may remember, we are now in line with most of the rest of the country that numbers their exits based on mileage 
as opposed to sequential. And um, they interviewed this girl, probably a college student or at least college age, um, who was talking about how confusing it is now and how she got lost. Now, she did make reference, and I can't attest to this because I don't use Google Maps. I only use Waze. Well, I only use Waze. And uh, she claimed that by using Google Maps, um, she got lost. I, I thought <clears throat> that these mapping services were, were good enough that they would update something like changed exit numbers because she also says she was confused some reason somehow by the old exit number sign still being there. And that I didn't get either. Yeah, uh, I've been in that position because I don't I don't use Waze, um, but I use like my my car's navigation system mm-hmm. all the time and it does not uh, yet reflect. It the, doesn't. The change. No. Wow. Okay. And uh, if it if it hasn't, it's confusing as hell because okay. You know, it's telling you to take, you know, exit such and such, right. but that's not the exit you're at. Mm-hmm. So there have been a couple times where, you know, you know, when you're driving, you have a tendency to second guess, well, is that the one they're talking about yeah. or is it not the one they're talking about? So, yes, sometimes right. people can get easily confused in the switch, which, that- which for me... Was totally unnecessary. Well, it, it was necessary in that we had to come into co- into uh, conforming with the the rest of the entire country. Now, we don't have to do um, everything that the rest of the country does. Well, we we sh- we should again. This is why I say doing things state by state doesn't make sense. We should have been doing this years ago before we were even driving. That way, it's the only system we would have known. Now, eventually, we're going to get used to this. Yeah, um, but it ain't yet. And uh, I don't particularly care for it. They and also, I, and I've lived in other states that did it this way, mm, and I didn't like it then either. They also uh, say, and I, I noticed this myself uh, on I ninety one, exits one, two, and three, and southbound exit four did not change because they are so close together. The 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 sequence they're not even like like it's not even a I don't think it's even a mile between exit one and exit two, I don't think it's a mile between exit two and exit three. So then why don't they do what a lot of other places do and then give it not only a numerical uh, exit number but also an alphabetical one too? Because it's not the same exit. Like you're talking about what used to be seventeen A and B it was because they both put you on Route one forty one. Exits one, two, and three mm. shouldn't be one A, one B, one C. It should be like the mile marker, one point six. See, exit but if you 2. were point four, if you were on uh, four ninety five, for example, and you were going to get off on the Norton Mansfield, I never would. Well, but I have, and uh, it's it was like an A and B type of thing, but it's taking you to the same road. It's not taking you the same road one takes you to norton one takes you to mansfield they're going in different directions but they're still listed as the same exit a and b but they're different roads or they're just different they're it's different. a divided highway in different directions but it's the same road it's not the same road it's it's different exits off an exit right but not the same well i mean in opposite maybe directions wrong. Now, now you got me second guessing yeah, myself again. Yeah. But I, but I, whenever, 141 is kind of like that. 
I mean, when you get off of 17, what used to be 17 A and B, well, actually, it's not divided right there. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, it wasn't broken before yeah. you tried to fix it. This, that's, this, that's that's my that's my whole point. Supposedly, this makes it easier first on on first responders and also on people. If you get stranded on the highway in the middle of the night or at any time of day, uh, you know, somewhere in between yeah. exits. But if I but if I call nine one one and say, "Listen, I'm close to exit two, mile marker fifteen, it's pretty easy to find me. You'd think so. I yeah, I'm in the car that's upside down. Well, I'm the only car that's upside down in the entire area that you're aware of. All right, because well, you're because you're not using Waze. Here's Waze yeah, would have told you that there was another right, upside uh, down you're, car. You're absolutely right. It's 858 to Rock 102. So, you're ready to settle. To shove down those dreams of greatness and swallow hard against the rising bile of disappointment and take any job. But the good news is, we've got any job. Because if you're willing to settle for us, we're willing to settle for you as our new part-time sales assistant. Now, obviously, because we're talking to you, there aren't many qualifications for this job, and we think you've got most of them. For example, you must know Microsoft Office unless you're writing that fan fiction longhand. So don't wait. There could be someone with a little less pride than you already logging into jobs at rock102.com. WAQI is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants. Applicants to refer. If your 